Hello, everybody. Welcome to Quantum Witch Cafe, your safe place to talk about anything strange, fringe, paranormal, um, conscious related, honestly, anything that you probably wouldn't talk about at the dinner table in front of your really conservative friends. Or maybe you do. And that's awesome if you do. But tonight I have the honor of having um, Alexei. I'm going to mess. How do you say your last name? Novitsky. Novitsky. Okay. I heard yeah. you say it on the videos, but I was like, I'm going to mess this up either way. But um, he is a really cool guy. Before I get, have him introduce himself, I want to say thank you to anybody listening live right now uh, in the chat. So Kat, Elena, Baby Goat, thank you so much for coming. Uh, and I want to say thank you to anybody listening later, either on YouTube or Anomalous Podcast Network. Like, subscribe, and there's other ways to support in the description below. And Alexi's website description uh, website is in the description as well so if you're looking out uh, looking to where to find him that's where you can go so alexi let's tell everybody who you are and how did you get into this whole consciousness study married with physics and yeah. the ufos like how did it all happen <laughs> um it's kind of like a lifetime thing honestly um so i've been learning in my dreams since the age of five like the, the easiest way to describe it for me is that I, I literally wake up knowing how to do things I, I never knew how to do before, although I had been thinking about them, you know, and so I go to sleep in sort of like a pondering state. And then you could say I have very, very extremely lucid dreams at that yeah. point. Um, so the very first time I rode a bicycle was in my dreams. I woke up, I went straight to my brother. I said, I know how to ride a bike. And he took the training <laughs> wheels off my bicycle. He was six and I was five. And I just hopped on and rode in circles, you know, by myself in the garage. Mm, wow. Yeah. So I've been kind of just like learning in my dreams. Um, and so then around and, then you know, growing up, you always hear like this stuff's not real. Right. Right. Um, like telekinesis <laughs> isn't real. Um, Telepathy is not real. And it's like, well, for me, it is very real. You know, and so I yes. bought one of Yuri Geller's books at like the age of nine. Oh, nice. <laughs> and um, I started practicing like remote viewing. Um crystal dowsing, uh, very basic, like telekinesis kind of stuff. And so I you know, started meditating a lot. And um, then when I was about 10, uh, you could say in one of my deep, very deep meditations, I saw a gray being come down and it held out both of its hands. And it showed me the delusions of mankind, how like we put the rocks where they are. We put the, we create the philosophies. Basically man creates everything. Like you have a natural earth. And then yeah. you have man-made creations get thrown on top of it. Wow. Um, and so from there, it was kind of like, as far as meditation goals, stay free of delusion, but still learn everything as much as possible kind of thing. Um, yeah. And so I, to, in order to tie that information into modern physics, I went and got my bachelor's in astrophysics, uh, physics, planetary science, and astronomy with a minor in geology. Wow. From the University of Colorado. And then also a master's in mechanical engineering from the University of South Florida, because I want to build technologies in order to take people into space. So that's kind of where my, my company's headed is towards space tourism, you could say, like in the that's future. Very cool. Let's say yeah. 20 years from now. You know, that's that's what I want to do. That's great. And I yeah. think that you um when I first looked at your website, I was like, what's this a crazy skateboard that just like <laughs> It's cool, you know. Um, <laughs> well, that's, so, its, that's its own thing, too. Yeah. That looks like fun, though. It looks like dangerous. Like, I know my husband would try to get on it and probably break something, but <laughs> but I have little boys, so I'll, in, I'll have to. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm in my lab now. I have a couple different ones. I could show them real quick if you want me to. Oh, yeah, sure. We can do whatever. Um, This is a laid back 
Um, I, I was going to ask you, you know, what sort of things you do in your company because you are an author, um, which I love. And you are in the astrophysics and all this. This is insane that you're doing this with geology. And all I could think of is like the connection that I learn in um, my spiritual practice, like like as above, so below. And I find so many things translate right into physics. Now, I only took physics like one and two I, because that's all I needed <laughs> for molecular biology. Yeah. But um, but it's if I had the math brain, I would have I would have stuck with all of that because it is so fascinating how all these little things are and aren't here. And <laughs> it's just it's mind blowing. So you have your company. Uh, Lucia's Labs, and you said you want to eventually work on space travel. But what are you doing right now with um, with Lucia's Labs? Um, well, a lot of different things. You know, so I started with the skateboard, um, and basically mm -hmm. from there moved on to you could say boats and ferries, like dredge barges and ferries. Um, but then my biggest project in the in the naval architectural realm is uh, called the cubic yacht, which is called the mansion yacht nowadays. Oh, wow. And um, it's like the VIP lounge for the international boat shows here in Florida, um, out in Fort Lauderdale mm -hmm. in Miami. Oh, very and, cool. Yeah, no. So it ended up being like super successful as far as boats. But this second, I'm basically working on a marina is an easiest way to put it, um, as well as podcasts, writing books, um, working with the University of South Florida um, on the skateboard still. We just shot some really cool drone footage like two weeks ago. Nice. Yeah. Um, you know, doing just all kinds of different things. I'm also like working on some music because um, I'm working on a, a, like a tour that basically oh, ties the concepts from the book into music. That's going to be amazing. I've, I haven't found a lot of music like that's not super meditation, like spa music. Right. Um, I found one girl that does like a, a what she does an EDM version, but it's a meditation um um, activating your Merkaba. And that's the only thing I've found that isn't like super like chill, which I love. So it'll be interesting what you do, what kind of, um, so you play all these, I'm assuming you play more than one instrument because you, it seems like well, you've got plenty of brain, there, you know? <laughs> plenty is, of talents. <laughs> this is not the best one I have. I have a different one around here somewhere, but this is actually like a Helmholtz resonator. So it's just like literally a little sphere, but it's like a flute. Oh, wow. <sighs> So not the best one. The other one I have works way better. Oh, that's that's very cool. Yeah, you know, it's totally random. But no, like as far as instruments, <laughs> I mean, I play the piano. Um, that's like the instrument I'm classically trained on. And then um, I, you know, I'm not. I don't. I wouldn't say I really play anything else. I can dabble in guitar and okay. stuff like that. But that's yeah, awesome. I play piano. That's what I do. That's it. It's super cool when people have these really deep concepts and bring them to life in different ways. So. Right. Uh, how so you've been making contact with would you call them interdimensional beings or are they both because i've had an experience where i've been told by them that they are both somewhere but also here in consciousness so right um so how do you experience um physics and what people call ets or interdimensionals or um ufo uap i don't know what term you like uh, <laughs> people use all sorts of different terms so yeah, I mean, for me, it's most likely or most mostly rather uh, telepathic, um, straight up communications like that. And then um, it's typically accompanied with shooting star events. No so um, basically, it's a flash of information. I literally can't even see what's in front of me. 
Um, so I'm, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm staring at like, clearly like, uh, you know, right now I have skateboards and my 3d printer, but like, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to see it. Um, I, you know, I'd be able to see like yeah. basically, um, just whatever the met the vision is. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the easiest way to put it really. Um, as far as like what I think they are, they're probably, I think it's, uh, you could say multidimensional. So yes. like, but, but it's all created from one energy source. And so they are us and we are them when yes. it comes to like, um, you could say overlapping energy that actually creates you. Yeah. Yeah. That makes, and that makes sense to me because I read a lot of weird things, but um, it also, I think that there's ancient teachings that kind of say this in their own way too. And people just like, don't listen. So I think it's great that you're tying it into physics because that's what people want. Um, you can show them like, you know, thousands of year old texts, you know, that try to say that in their, and they say it in their own way. But when you say it like this, other people are going to like understand you more. Um, yeah. than they would I, mean, understand I do my that. best to write to the scientific community. Um, and I, myself, you know, I went, I went through the, the studying science over in college, yeah. the university of Colorado. Um, so I understand how they, however, how most people think and how you could say the science scientific method works. And so I do my best to address, you know, I use the theory of evolution um, because that, that's what I start with because, you know, we evolved on earth. That's good. Okay. So as we evolved from a single celled organism, you could say our senses also evolved, right? And so as we gain senses, we gain awareness. Um, and so to say that we're at where we can see everything right now would not be to understand evolution. Mm -hmm. um, so that alone kind of gets scientific minds thinking, okay, well, we did evolve. And as we evolve, senses evolve, our perception gets bigger. Um, it becomes more, more fine tuned. We gain senses, um, you know, so it, it just shows in, in a scientific way that just to begin with, that there's more than the eye can see, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the start as far as addressing the scientific community is to get them to look a little bit beyond the physical. Right. Um, yeah. Which is funny because when you learn, like one of the, when you first even start learning about physics, you learn that physical is not really how we see physicality or we're told physicality is happening. Um, it's all this weird sensory input that our brain is just throwing together. And it's, it's crazy that it makes sense to us, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause I, I remember tripping out on that when I was like little, they were talking about atoms and this is when you still had like the wrong, you know, like it looked like the solar system, you know, you're mm -hmm. second grade learning about this stuff. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, like, my desk isn't here. Huh. Hey, teacher, my desk isn't here, you know, and they're like, no, we didn't mean that. But then later on, I'm like, you did mean that. But, you know, I mean, it, it's here. Like the world we live in is definitely a physical environment yes. that exists. I mean, there's no question to that where people I mean, so that's where it's hard to say that, you know, it's not real. It's definitely real right. to us. There's no yes. question. But it wouldn't be real. It's it's not real in the sense. It, let me rephrase. It is real. So I'm getting all excited, um, but it's being projected right from okay. a higher dimension. Um, so that, that that's when, you know, when it's like it's a projection, it's a simulation. It's it's a very real thing, but it is being projected, you yes. know? Yeah. And I think that's the part that I always got lost in just thinking about it. Cause you can think about it for a long time and then you come across things like the many worlds theory. And I think that you would explain that when you were talking about your um, how consciousness worked in almost like layers. So how does um, and I'm not sure if I was understanding it right. So this the sphere that you talk about and it's a diagram, but you 
is that a point in time? That's one point in time. Cause he said, that's where your consciousness expands to like now. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't account for like the whole universe. It's just, but it's still pretty big, <laughs> even if it, it is. It's one huge. Point. It's, it's absolutely infinite. And so it's um, every single point in space has a unique light state. And so, if, you know, everything is relative as far as perception and motion. And you could say that our universe that we experience is literally just um, energies that are moving with the same relative motion as we are. Um, and so every single point in space has a very unique light state is a good way of putting it. And so at the most fundamental level, um, we're on earth, you know, earth goes around sun, sun goes around galaxy. (laughs) At that point, we think the universe is expanding. Um, that, that is our perception of the universe and that is our experience of the universe in this layer of reality. But at the most fundamental level, you have a consciousness perceiving a field of energy. And so basically you have a consciousness and then you have relative motions with relative energy. And so our perceptions are literally being stretched and crunched into existence based off of a relative frame of motion. Um, And so depending on how close you are to center of this structure, like basically the greatest black hole of all time um, would be your stretch and crunch ratio, um, how that energy is being stretched and crunched. And so there's an orbital aspect to all motion you know, that that's basically kept out of current equations. Um, Why is that? Um, because it's not needed. Because okay. that, that basically everything that we use describes motion relative to itself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But when you start describing motion relative to lower and higher dimensions, you need to throw in that orbital aspect. Right. Yeah. Yes. I mean, and, that, and that's like the relationship essentially to zero point in energy is because like, yeah, it equals MC squared, but it also equals more energy as in the relationship between dimensions. And when you consider open systems like a, an absolutely infinite universe of spiraling inwardness towards infinity and extending from outward from infinity, you see that there's actually infinite energy in every yeah. single in space. Um, yeah. That's pretty mind blowing. And through... <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I love it. I it's and I'm trying to like I'm getting like pictures in my head when you're talking about it. So um, yeah, I mean I have I, drawings too. I can I can share a lot of stuff too. Yeah, you. yeah. Whatever, whenever you want to share, um, if there's something you want to share, I think that you can just hit share, and I can give you like the screen to share. Um, so how does this uh relate to? Because I I think I saw that you tweeted somebody was asking how consciousness and the phenomena of UFO kind of like interact. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think this might help. Um, I'll open a drawing right now. Okay. Well, I have a whole bunch of drawings I could open. <laughs> but th- this is one that I've been using quite a bit lately, so I'll share this one. Okay, so at the bottom, you should have an option to share. Yeah, I was just trying to find it real quick. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't know if you... I didn't want everyone to be seeing my screen. Oh, yeah. Yep. I forgot to warn you about that, but you know. <laughs> no, you're good. Um. Now I can't find it. There it is. Can you see that? Yeah, I can see that. I just have to add it. Okay, so I'm going to add this in. Okay, so explain what this is. And if you're listening on audio, um, I'll make sure that Andy has the link to my YouTube so you can look at these cool diagrams. But Basically, uh, if you want to say that our entire four-dimensional experience, and I say four, that we live in a four-dimensional experience because we have X, Y, and Z motion, right? 
But then we also have our perception of time, meaning like forward and backwards. So I call that the fourth dimension. Fifth dimension would be if you're moving right here and like expanding outward or compressing inward. It's the easiest way to describe it. Um, but so this right here would be our layer of the universe. Because at the most fundamental level, you could say consciousness or perception is what allows us to work with the universe. And we're only awake and perceiving our, our world uh, when we're in an alpha, beta, and slow gamma state of consciousness, which is basically centered around 20 hertz. When you go into fast gamma, you that's when you actually, you know, you have a near-death experience or you do something like a DMT journey. Um, you go towards the fast gamma and you're at 80 hertz. So you go more towards the noviverse as far as perceiving energy. When you go to sleep, uh, the theta state, kind of like at the witching hour at 2.30 in the morning, you're more in the lower verse. Um, and so those are different fields of energy that you're, you're actually your consciousness is actually harmonizing to, and those are what create your experience, right? So our waking state, our physical reality is the layer of the universe. And that really is um, like the easiest way to explain it. Um, and each one of those has orbits, right? Based off of acceleration mm -hmm. towards center at light speed, basically like being in a giant black hole. Okay. Yeah. That, that is so nuts to think about. And I've never heard anybody kind of talk about it this way with like solid, um, you know, physics terms, because we hear a lot of the, you know, um, people trying to say this, but they don't have the words for it. Right. So I think it's beautiful how you're able to, you have the diagrams and you have the words for it. So you talk about um, kind of, like a liquid crystal state or liquid light? What, um, what does that mean? I call that the liquid light state of the universe. Okay. okay. Yeah. So basically the very first book I wrote is called, um, I have them all right here just so I can show you. But the very first one is called Your Influence in Space. And it shows like how your body's light encompasses the entire universe. So basically there exists at least one relative frame of motion, like where you're, excuse me, where your energy is already at infinity. And so from that, what we realize is that everything's relative, right? Matter is constantly always blipping in and out of solidity. The field of energy that we're experiencing is based off of relative motions. Um, and so things don't really move through space, but more so manifest through space okay. as matter blips in and out of solidity, right? And so we call that the liquid light state universe. And that looks like this, um, where I introduce the mind to body and spirit diagrams that basically show like central nodes of creation and how wants, don't wants, assumptions and expectations act like pebbles being tossed into this pond of the universe, creating distortions and ripples that, that, it, that you know, go outward, overlap with other people's ripples, create the right. universe that we experience. Um, yes. Yeah. And, and we so know that, that you know, <laughs> inherently, we kind of know that if you're like a empathic or you're aware of your own energy. Right. Yeah. I mean, like you just have, I even just think it's like straight normal physics. I mean, at the end of the day, I am a light bulb. I am an infrared light bulb, you know? <laughs> so like just, I am radiating outwards. Yes. Um, and so I say that every single point in space has a unique light state, right? Because this book has, you know, a certain field of energy coming towards it and off of it. So that would be its light state. Literally, this sphere of empty space has has a unique light state. Um, this spot right here has a, you know, so every point in space has a unique light state. 
Um, and you can define the light state of a sphere through the use of magic squares um, and how that how the energy within the magic within the space overlaps to create patterns that are then perceived by people from different positions. Yes. Um, and that's that's extremely important when it comes to UAP and stuff like that. Okay, in what ways? Because I know that a lot of people have experienced telepathic communication. We've witnessed them, and I love how you say like blipping in and out because that's exactly kind of like what I've seen. Um, you see something, you look at all your your maps. It's not a plane. It's not a satellite, and then it does. It just literally comes out, and then some even seem to kind of come in and out um, before they go away. So, so how does it relate to UAP? Well, I mean, if you go back to, you saw that, that drawing I had a second ago, I'm gonna go ahead and share that again. Just so. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, should still be open. So can you see that? Yeah, let me add it. There we go. Yeah, so we live in the universe. And from my understanding, most of the UAP actually are coming from the denser realms of experience, meaning what they're coming more from the Noviverse side of creation, you could say. So a harmonic of higher vibration. Um, and basically in order for something from the Noviverse, which has a very specific diameter and has a very specific orbit, like as in frequency, orbital frequency, um, the, the only thing it has to do is harmonize with our layer. Right. So if this is naturally orbiting at 640 hertz and we naturally perceive 20 hertz, this basically needs to slow down its orbit and it needs to expand outward. So by creating an expanded light state, something from the Noviverse can harmonize with the universe. And um, the easiest way to think of it is through the use of a magnetic vortex. If you have a point getting bigger, that's something from the Noviverse harmonizing with the universe. But if you have something bigger, getting funneled to a point that's something from the lower verse harmonizing with the universe. Um, so, I mean, that's what ultimately what that ends up showing is that like, that's how the different layers overlap on each other. Um, and most UAP are coming from those denser realms. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and it's, it's crazy. And, you know, you're talking about this <coughs> science in mind, but a lot of um, people, in the spiritual community or that have had contact events kind of feel this, you know what I mean? Um, so it's, it's very, it doesn't surprise me that, you know, like physics can explain a lot of what people are feeling. Cause it's all, like you said, it's all energy. And you said, you, you said the rippling happens. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's not everybody's aware of that. And it's kind of crazy to think about, like you could be in the vicinity of, another being and not even know it because if they're like right next to each other, but just different, you know, resonances, then it's, it just has to come to you or vice versa. So can you do that through meditation to start contacting, um, you know, other beings and other in different hurts? Yeah. I mean, that gets down to your line of sight. Um, and that's in the book, The Physics of Love. I talk a lot about that. And basically it shows how we're all born into different fractals of delusion. And based on which spiral of energy your consciousness inhabits determines your line of sight, like literally how far into time you can see. Oh, wow. And um, so an easy way to think of it is like everybody's born in a different country. And so you could say that's their spiral of creation. 
And when it comes to how they identify themselves, they typically say, I am, and then they name their country. You know, I am American, I am it's just Russian, Ukrainian, whatever you want to say, right? I am Chinese. Um, mm -hmm. And so as you remove your IMs, you start, your line of sight gets bigger. And the easiest way to first start thinking about it for me was, I mean, if you just think about like the spiral of a drug addict, they have a 30 minute line of sight. And so anyone that's kind of watching that person will kind of be able to look into their spiral of creation say, oh, well, they're going to do this and they're going to do that. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Their, that makes sense. Picks. And so as your line of sight increases, so does your level of conscious awareness. Um, and basically, um, once you get to your golden spot, you could say like the center of your creation. I don't know. I could share that drawing, too. Um, oh, for sure. Can, yeah, I'll go ahead and just share um, probably the whole book. because I think that would help explain it a lot. Um, yeah, guys, he had to look into his book. Um, it's it's really cool. Um, it, it explains a lot of different things. Like, I think I have all yours on my wish list now because I'm a physical copy person. So like they're on my yeah. physical copy wish list. But <laughs> right on. I can send you one. That'd be I will. Uh, yeah, we can talk about that after because I just there's something about holding a book. Do you know what I mean? Oh, totally. Yeah, I'm all, I'm a. I mean, I'd like to have physical objects. It's cool to be able to do things on the internet, but at the end of the day, it's not like a, a real thing almost. What just happened? Did, can you see my screen? Um, so it, you shared a screen and it was us. So do, try again. It's still um, going to be us. I just, okay, there we go. Now it's going to be a book. It's okay, there he is. <laughs> I just called right, cool. your book. Yeah. So, I mean, um, we were talking about line of sight. And so, it's the easiest way to think of it. So this, so people can see, this is like um, what I call the mind, body, spirit diagram. And the easiest way to think of it is if you're in a, per a place of perfect zero, where you don't have any wants, don't wants, assumptions or expectations, no stresses or strains are upon you. You could say you're at your golden spot. It's like your perfect stance. And like when you do martial arts, you have like your strongest stance. You could say that the golden spot is like your, your strongest stance of mind, body, and spirit. Um, where it's basically where you you're, you're best rooted. And um, now an outside thought comes into play. Well, it creates a shifted, shifted, um, you know, body creates shifted mind. Basically you have harmonized back to your, your golden spot. Um, but what we were just talking about was line of sight and delusions. And so each one of these spirals is um, basically considered like a delusion. It's um, something you've projected, you want, you don't want, you mm -hmm. expect, or you assume. And it's now creating like this spiral of creation for you. And that is your line of sight. Um, and so when you think about just the different overlappings of lines of sight, um, as you start to remove delusion, you get into a bigger and bigger line of sight to where eventually you work your way to the actual center of all time. You could say the center of tr your true creation where you're connected to like literally the beginning of time into the end of time um, is really the easiest way to think of it. And at that point, I mean, it even goes back into like um, densities of creation over here and then talking about an interdimensional alignment, because when you get to your golden spot, which is like the center of like your, you know, don't no, don't want wants assumptions and expectations. Yeah. Um, you basically create like what I call a golden chain and you have in a dimensional alignment with your past and future selves. And you can like basically get knowledge from your past and future lives. Wow. Um, yeah. 
And that's what a lot of people in the spiritual, sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, but I don't want to forget. That's what a lot of people say they're doing when they go into like the Akashic realm. Exactly. Um, So, and to me, I've always been like, it's the same thing, like as the quantum field and all these terms just overlap and you just have another great term to help people understand it. Yeah. I like saying the golden spot. It's like literally your, your perfect zero, right? It's yeah. like, like your strongest stance where you're most confident and you're, and you feel the most love and in your love with yourself. Right. Um, and then basically you could say that like someone who's never experienced a doubt. So all these little fractals of man-made creation, anything that's like a pebble that's been thrown into the field of energy could be considered a man-made creation. Right. And um, so those all create distortions within the natural field of energy. And so you could say this is someone like the Dalai Lama who, you know, always has yeah. a perfect reincarnation. Yeah. Always spirals perfectly back to zero. Um, and so then this would be someone, you know, more like me, you know, someone who ha- had to go to school, um, conquer school, had to do some other things, had to conquer those. And all these fractals of man-made creation um, literally take you off center. Um, and so people will dedicate their lives sometimes to like, you know, some type of institution. And so they'll be off center their entire life. Mm. Um, and so that just, just shows that like, as you remove fractals of man-made delusion, you, you connect back to your golden spot and you have a greater connection to the actual, to, to reality itself. You know, that sounds kind of like invasive on ourself to, to have these things attached to our state of creation or our pure state or our golden state, you know, and um, yeah. how do people start, I mean, like, I assume we can't get rid of all of them, um, depending on where, where you are in life or where you're living. Um, but how do you start getting away of the ones that don't serve your greater purpose? Well, I mean, that's like what what's I don't know what's right and what's wrong. And it really depends right. on what level of you could say experience you want to live with them, because mm-hmm. you could, you know, if you want to serve yourself, then it's all about making your tornado the greatest and the biggest. True. Um, but when you look at, you could say the fluid of time here, um, you know, if you're just focusing on yourself, then you're just making your tornado okay. bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But you're not like literally focusing on the greatest flow of all of okay. all the dimensions of existence. So once, so uh, say there is, so once you're in the golden spot, you, are you able to communicate with other people in that spot? I think, so. I think so. Um, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I say me, people, yeah, but I, I mean any I, conscious or sentient thing. When I say people, I mean like anything really at that point, if they're yeah, at that same spot. It's basically the, the feel. It's like you're, that's what you would identify yourself as almost. Right. Um, because that becomes your identity uh, is the, the, the line of sight you have and the I am. And so like when the, you could say like a, a, a very raw experience you could say is I am human on earth. Um, but even more raw than that, you could say is I am, you could say vortex of energy. Right. And then mm-hmm. you, you go back to the infinite spot. And then from there you can connect to the, the different realms essentially. Um, yeah. And that has, is that what people are doing when they're doing like astral traveling or they're having, um, there's a lot of like abduction scenarios that people talk about or cases that they talk about, events, whatever you want to call it, um, d- where they feel as if 
like their physical body never left, but it's almost like an abduction of the consciousness. Yeah, um, I, mean, I, I would I would call it like a telescoping of your conscious experience. Okay. Um, because like if you have, if literally your consciousness is being created by orbiting energy, um, that's orbiting your center, your, your, like your golden spot. Um, if you get a stretching and crunching of your, of your space, like literally you can have your perception pulled out into a higher or, you know, into a higher dimension, um, or a different dimension rather lower or higher. Whatever. Right. Yeah. That's so interesting. You said you were doing, um, like lucid dreaming, um, yeah. at a very young age. And it's, I always want to know like what happens like when people astral travel and they run into other entities or beings or consciousnesses with their own, um, you know, we want to say like every consciousness or every dimension is like higher than us, like as far like they might not even have names or, but everything kind of has, like you said, it's unique signature of energy. So you run into these and that's, you know, like another entity or even just like, um, an inaudible or a, a voice or a color even that gives you like knowing <laughs> or messages. Right. So when people astral travel, um, how does that work with, um, with your model? Well, I mean, it really comes down to like, basically once you're at your goal, it has to do with those lines of sight. Um, that's literally the um, field of energy that you're inhabiting. Like that is your experience um, is which line of sight you're, you exist within. That's insane. Because I was going to ask you about holograms and fractals, but you already talked about that. Um, so these, a lot of these beings that people are in, like, I'm trying to put this into like a frame. Like people have had uh, like less desirable experiences, right? Um, so in in this model, how do we? I, a lot of people are afraid of that, you know. Um, or they're having like nightmares or about these abductions happening that are violating them and they want it to stop. What is the, is there, is there anything that you can do to kind of like block other people's spirals from getting into your spirals or other being spirals from getting into your spirals? Or is this just something that. Um, I wouldn't be able to, I don't know if you could hundred percent stop, <laughs> but I know you can, you can avoid creating your own. Okay. Um, like, so some, so, this drawing, let me go back to that drawing I was showing you earlier. Just, it really does do good for a lot of different things. Um, it's going to be a picture of us again. <laughs> but here you go. Um, so this is all within the now, right? And in the model I have, energy is basically spiraling inward from the lower verse into our universe, into the Noviverse, and towards the golden spot. So you could say that the Noviverse is our quantum future. Like it, not the word quantum might not be the worst, best word. It's it's like a subspace future. It's another realm of energy that exists that's at a at a higher vibration. And so our our stillness, the energy that we hold, is the fluid of experience for these realms. And so we basically create their environments. Um, is the best way to put it. And so this you could say is like a subspace past. This is a, a future. These realms are more harmonious and these realms are less harmonious. And so when it comes to like basically like ghosts or demons and things like that, right. they also come from the Noviverse realm. Okay. Um, does that make more sense? Does that help out? It, it does because um, I just, I know a lot of people, um, one of the arguments or discussions that happens around like 
big disclosure, like they tell us everything, is when people find out that there are um, different entities or beings that can just come in and out of our realm or our lives or even our consciousness, which we we think that uh, we don't. I mean, a lot of people think that that's theirs. Nobody's going to know it's there. Um, nobody's going to have access to it. But you can definitely give access, you know, um, and connect with other people that way. But I, the the argument is, well, that's why they're not telling us because once people find that out, they're going to lose their mind. <laughs> you know, people overreact about it. Um, yeah, well, I think people are going to be really like nervous about the like the densities of creation, essentially, um, because mm -hmm. our harmony literally creates the fluid of the fluid of experience for the denser realms. And so, like the way that we work interact with each other is what potentially could be existing in that realm. Um, do you see people moving more towards like a, like a, a loving state or do you feel like that's one of the things we have to work on? Um, because event, I know a lot of spiritualists and people and you're a physicist, but I'm just saying in general, a lot of people want us all just to unite. Like, and that's right. not just one person. That's, that's all sorts of like, even scientists want that, you know, they want a united front against, we, we just need to be like one I know it's going to sound super hippie-like, but we need to be one so we can kind of feel each other out and not do crappy things. And, you I know. Think that, that's like the confusing thing in a way. It's like we already are all one and we almost need to right. like relax because the more technology that we create, that's the more fractals of man-made delusion we're throwing into this perfect smooth pond of the universe that already oh exists. My like we already are yeah. all one and all these, we're, we're distorting the field way too much. Um, yeah, to where the denser, things, yeah. the denser realms of creation are having like a hard time because our energy is so disturbing, essentially. Yes, yes, I can um, see that. And then we're blowing things up, yeah. you know, you know um, which is another discussion, you know, why these UFOs are like coming around nuclear facilities. Probably yeah, just, I mean, like, what are they if, doing? <laughs> people were more connected to their golden spots. You wouldn't really need to have cell phones so much. I mean, I already mm. know, like, when my mom's thinking about me. I know when my brother's yeah. thinking about me. Like, when my really yeah. good friends are thinking about me. Um, right. I know when people are thinking about me. Like, I don't need the cell phone. I know when they need something. Right. I know what. And so, like, as we create more man-made technologies and our, you could say, our focus of mate selection is geared towards man-made infrastructures, we, we basically are being shifted based off of our, our natural selection away from being in harmony with the, with the earth. And so I think um, there will be a, a trend of going back towards more of like a natural instincts being yes. like a deciding factor for human growth. But at this time, I think we're becoming more and more distorted. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. So le less in harmony with the, the universe, but there is that movement towards oneness but that's what, where people need to kind of maybe realize that that oneness needs to incorporate the earth and the universe as well. Yes, yes. Not just oneness mm -hmm. with each other and some type of political affiliation, but oneness right. with the universe, right? Yeah, uh, I, I agree. And yeah. th then this, the planet we live on, I mean, the planet we yeah. live on is so important. It. It's, yeah. it's one world, it's the human experience, it's the human condition, <laughs> and it should be the best experience for any any human being on it. Like we shouldn't be forced to do to do things we don't want to do. You know, like this is the human condition. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's that's all very fascinating, and so and and you know the universe is like us. Like there's beings that are. We have some people that want to hurt each other. You know, there we have some people that just want to hug everyone. So it's it's silly to think that just because they have like um, technology <laughs> that can transcend these dimensions easier than we can, that 
um, they are somehow like, I don't want to say better than us because that sounds so horrible, but they're gonna, people are like, oh, well, you think they're going to visit us? They're so far ahead of us. But just because you're technologically advanced, that doesn't mean that you're advanced as far as like your um, oneness goes or your reality, realizing that you're one with all these different dimensions and beings because yeah, we're I saying mean, that now, like we're, we're one with our technology, but we're not connecting with the planet. We're not connecting with each other um, in person. Um, and, and that's, that's what, what, yeah, I mean, and that's what inhibits us from, from being able to use those more advanced technologies to begin with. Like, because there are, we do have access in my, from my understanding, like we do have those advanced technologies, um, but it comes down to our understanding of how they, how they work and how literally our wants, don't wants, our assumptions and expectations influence the process of using those technologies yeah. when it comes to like, um, you could say portal technology and things like that. Um, like if you're very pacey and very wanty, it's not going to work out for you. Yeah. Somebody else told me that. Um, yeah. I got an interesting message from somebody one time and they claimed <laughs> to be working, you know, at an underground base and all this stuff. And they right. knew all this stuff. But one thing that they did say is, um, these devices that were recovered from technology from other, I mean, people say other planets, but it could very well be other realms, right? So the technology recovered from things like um, what people will call UFO crashes, like only certain people can operate those technologies and the people that can operate those technologies are very selfless. They want no money out of working with it. They they want to advance um, in a non-selfish way our progression as humans. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, I think, I think like when it comes to those lines of sight, you, you realize each one's a bigger and bigger flow and human is a big part of it. And it is all the way through, you know, like I, I think that some of the lines of the site that we can incorporate are, are pretty big and pretty fantastic. Yes. Yes. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> you said that, yeah, I'm, people don't understand what they can do with meditation. And that's another thing. You had mentioned a gray being that you had an encounter with. Yeah. Um, what What did the being look like? Did have these be and has this happened more than once when you're meditating or entering, you know, your. Yeah, your no, I mean, this is like my meditation guide, you could say. Okay. Um, yeah, no, like it's um, like half a nutshell. So you, I mean, nowadays I don't, it's more clear that as an adult, it's not really a nutshell. It's like, um, bottom half of an orb because it's like cut in half okay. where the top okay. of it is literally like the body of it kind of coming out of it and okay. holding its hands like out like that. And then that's how the telepathic communication you could say happens. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there were a lot of lessons. Um, the very first one being like, you know, the delusion removal. And then I had right. to do with like basically learning to control emotions, right? Learning to control like, um, even like uh, shivers, you know, like, so go out on the coldest days, but, you know, don't wear like, just go out in shorts yes. and just stay nice and warm. Um, then even like, uh, I, I lived out in the woods for like nine months with my camper, basically, and built a oh, so nice. in the trees and surrounded the whole thing with like color changing LEDs. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. That's like, yeah. a dream. So like <laughs> that's like a beautiful dream. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. I would start off um, with the, with all the lights set to red and I was doing rooting exercises and then every 15 minutes kind of slowly go towards the indigo. And then by oh, the yeah. end, do out-of-body meditations. Uh, I'm so happy that I'm not the only weirdo that does stuff like this. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I, I, I'm not in a tree, which would be amazing. But I do stuff like that in my – I have a crystal room. Right. Um, 
my husband's very nice to let me have my own room, probably because he doesn't want that crap all over the house. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, so you're doing this meditations and you're working up in the colors. Yeah, no, I mean, that was just uh, one example. out of body experience. That, yeah, that's, that was one. It was, a it was, um, so what's interesting. So when I got to the golden spot, you could say when I was 10 or so, I was, I was shown like, t I was told also take a picture of this remember this, you know, like, remember this, the feeling of this, yeah. this is you and your golden spot. You're good. Um, and so basically I got a, a photo of mind, body, spirit in that state, but it's like, every, now when I walk around in the world, everyone's, I am as well. I'm a human. Everyone's filled with, you know, right. their spirals of wants, don't wants, assumptions and their delusions essentially. Yeah. And so it's learned to walk people to the golden spot. So help get people, remove them of their spirals, right? And so when it comes to color yoga and other techniques that I've been practicing, a lot of it has to do with finding ways to teach other people, right? Yeah. And so that's I why I use so many different tools and mediums to spread the messages that I'm trying to say, like the through the piano, through my cartoon characters, my skateboard. Yeah, um, I saw your little cartoon guy. Yeah. <laughs> skateboard guy i'm gonna yeah, say like, elena elena i'll get to your um question in a minute here she wants to hear about your experience can you clarify do you know of a certain experience or ex experiences um just can you put a clarification into the chat so i can ask him for you but so you're you're trying to teach people how to do this and yes um, so yoga is one method so what is that that sounds so cool like um i have a, i can i know what i think it might be but what what is color yoga well i mean i I haven't officially released it, but basically you. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's good. <laughs> it's this good. is a Lucius uh, Lab uh, exclusive, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Um, I, I am talking with an instructor. Uh, oh. See if she wants to teach it. But basically, like, uh, surround the deck with color changing LEDs, oh, and cool. you start off with red, and it's rooting exercises, um, and just you just slowly go work through different. Um, yoga, like I never did yoga, you know, but like you work through different postures. I'm surprised. Um, <laughs> yeah, you worked through the different. I did each and Ching. Oh, um, okay. So, so you did because a lot of people do, you know, some sort of uh, body movement that makes energy move. Totally. So. And I did, I did Tai Chi, and I, I grew up doing okay. all kinds of my personal training stuff right. that I was shown in meditation, but I was never taught any of it. You know, that's insane because a lot of the stuff you're saying, like people can not exactly because you're adding some new stuff that I haven't heard of before, but. Um, at the base level, like Buddhists trained to do this. People have to leave their home, sell all their belongings to learn this. And here you are taking a nap and you wake up with color. Yeah. Yoga, you know, no, it's, it's, amazing. it's intense. It can be intense. Like, cause yeah, people that know me know I'll just wake up like talking to as well. Like I'm still in oh, it. Wow. Like, uh, and I, like one time I, w I woke up later, I was like, gravity doesn't come from the center of the earth. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know? Um, but um, what was I going to get at? Yeah, no, lot, lots of different um, lessons there. It's, it's super interesting. So, like, basically, that's why I wrote the books um, based off of, you could say, modern physics. So people that are very physical and materialistic and, and like science um, can get into them and, and start looking, you know, into that possibility, you could say. Yeah, it seems like your books are – there's something for everybody to – to attract, yeah. you know, what they're looking for to read. Now, Elena said earlier, I'm not sure if she's still here. She said, I'm here to hear, I'm here to hear about Alexi's experience right now. Um, I don't know if she's talking about, I mean, you kind of have talked about your experience, but what was your most prominent 
uh, experience with another being or a craft or, you know, um, something like that? Well, it's definitely, the, I mean, the most memorable one you could say was when I was 10 and, and the, like literally the being came and removed the delusion, like delusions of man, show me the delusions of mankind. Okay. Um, how we put the rocks where they are. We put the, the streets where they are. We've designed every single language we speak. Yeah. Um, like we create our well, philosophy. Even the littlest things like this pen, like I brought it here. Exactly. You know, and I might be like, oh, I love this pen. Then it ran out of ink. Now I'm wrecked. Yeah. You know, it, it's little tiny things too, right? To every single thing. I mean, I'm an artist and an inventor. And like I always tell the students kind of jokingly that like my goal is to go out into the woods with nothing but my bare hands and come out with like the most luxurious gold watch ever designed and created by mankind. <laughs> like with with nothing but nature, you should be able to create anything. Um, but like every single thing we, we look at, like this drywall was designed by a man, you know, the picture. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like my cell phone, you know, like the computer mouse, mm -hmm. we literally create every single thing in our day. Um, and that includes philosophies. It includes. Yeah. Systems. That goes, that, that goes so deep though. That yeah. goes, That's even the way you feel about other people, right. uh, the way you feel about yourself, yep. um, where you want to go in life and how you're going to get there, your choices. Yeah. I mean, and like we, and we define everything too through categorizations. Mm. And so like, I have, you know, I have a book of poetry too. Um, it's like part of the books. And like, one of the things I say is like, we, na we named animals, animals, right? Like look at the giraffe yeah. and then like we make assumptions with it too. It's like, oh, look, mm. it's tall and goofy. It's like, so we just walk around categorizing and like. Right, right. It's, it it's could have all like, the secrets of the universe and we're saying it's silly and cute and <laughs> not paying attention <laughs> to it. <laughs> I don't know. Like we, yeah, we just make up like these stories and like, um, they are real. They describe our physical yes. reality and they're great for, um, communication and getting things done and stuff, but right. it's very, it's very fabricated. We, we have designed and created our entire environment. Um, and so that's like one of the most memorable experiences you could say. That, what was that's that? amazing. And that, that unlocks a lot for sure. Um, I have yeah. another, I don't know if you don't mind if I'm taking questions. No, for sure. Um, Go ahead. I'm only going to ask respectful ones, of course. I don't have anybody. I don't have a lot of trolls. <laughs> so knock on something. But um, because I don't have any mods either. If you want a mod, send me a DM because I don't have any mods. Anyways, um, yeah. she wants to know your uh, cat wants to know your thoughts on reincarnation. Yeah. I mean, that basically even goes back to the book. Um, I'm going to do a share screen. I love it. He's like, I, I have a page for that. <laughs> Yeah, well, we were talking about the that diagrams help, though, for sure, because you can tell us all this. And without a picture, some people just won't be able to conceptualize it. Right. So we were talking about. See, I didn't fully explain this, but like so when you have the mind, body, spirit diagram. Right. So this is like we, we talked about this a little bit like this is your golden <laughs> spot, right? Your perfect stance of perfect zero where you're literally connected to the beginning of time and to the end of time. That's yeah. like your greatest line of sight. And then all of a sudden you have like a want. And you get yeah. this, this spiral. But as this whole thing is going on, um, we're slowly drifting inward in this in the biggest black hole of all time. So like we have this thing called the habitable spiral of perception. And so our field of energy that we exist within is slowly come slowly going into denser and denser, 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 denser realms. Um and so when it comes into reincarnation and you have these different spirals of individual lives, so this is like your individual life, right? Like the Dalai Lama, mm. he's perfect reincarnation. 
right. or perfect life, you could say. This is like uh, your modern, your average human has a lot of delusions. Um, so they're very rusty and, you know, cause there's, they're very pacey. They have a lot of wants, don't wants, assumptions and expectations. Um, and so when you, when you think about energy drifting along that habitable spiral of perception and you have these different structures, you could consider that they make structures through the different densities of creation. Um, and so someone who reincarnates and is always goes back to their golden spot, creates something like this throughout their lifetime. And so they have the ability to. Oh wait, connect. are we supposed to have a picture up? Yeah, can you not? Oh see my anything? god, you didn't put it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought. You oh, that's hilarious. I thought you were looking for it with the clicking. I'm so sorry. I was I showing was like, awesome diagrams the whole oh, time. Oh my goodness, we're gonna have to rewind, guys. <laughs> can you see this now? Okay, there it is. Yeah, it wasn't up before. That's I don't think that you funny. shared it. I think you opened it and then it didn't share for some reason. That's so funny. So. Oh. So Dalai Lama, I think, is just to go back. I mean, this is like a very simple concept of the densities of creation right here, where we have our universe. Noviverse is more inwards towards the crystal size, essentially. So like that's where, you know, crystal, like crystals are their own experience themselves. And we're like a crystal to a bigger experience. Um, and so when you think about the structures you make, huh. We have the habitable spiral of perception. So this is something I showed that you guys didn't see. So as we're drifting inward along this habitable spiral, um, that's our field of energy. That's our entire universe drifting inward. Okay. Um, and so then basically what I was getting at is that you have these different structures here that people get that create. So you have someone like the Dalai Lama, they create a structure like this, right? They're always creating from their zero. So every time they have a creation, a want, don't want, they have it from a point of zero. If you create from off center, that's when you basically break out into these fractals of delusion that dissolve away. This like creations from off center are not long lasting. Okay. So, so basically people that have a lot of wants, don't wants, assumptions and expectations create structures like this. And then you have something more like the Dalai Lama who always creates from their zero creates structures like this. And so, so beautiful. <laughs> that one, the yeah, other one, I mean, like, I think a lot of us feel the other one, especially people have like, if you have like ADD or, you know, you feel like there's so many different. Well, I mean, even just filling up my car with gas, like the gas tank is telling me I need to go inside and buy a smoothie. It's like yeah. the gas machine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's all these, like society's constantly bombarding you with all these um, delusions. Stop spiraling me, society. Basically, I have enough, yes. I have stop, enough spirals. Stop these towards me. I don't need them. I don't want them. They're taking me away from my center because someone's just trying to make money off me. Yeah, but what but, if your spirals that you're creating are your own crazy thoughts, like or non like well, I mean, thoughts they, that don't benefit you or don't benefit society or don't benefit the dimensions that we're hanging out in that we don't even realize are there half the time. They won't last when it gets to the golden spot. Like okay. they'll have to break away before you continue onward towards center and this ultimately ties into it down the to the center picture. um because i'm trying to get into the reincarnation so basically you have different densities within this vortex and so every frequency because this represents every single point in space and so every frequency comes from a different orbit within time um and when it comes to reincarnation if you always create from zero you get something more like this 
as you blip in and out of solidity through your past and future lives. Mm. And so like literally you, you have a better mental connection to your past and future lives. This is like a, I call it a golden chain. Okay. Um, and so when you have a lot of wants, don't wants, assumptions and expectations in your lives though, you create more structures more like this that don't pass okay. information as, as good. Okay. Uh, and so what's interesting though, is that basically in this giant vortex, it all exists in the now. There's only now. And so by correcting your now moment and connecting to your golden spot, it helps correct the future state, but also your past state. And so that's when you get like recrystallization of human consciousness um, during different events, right? And you get different seed crystals essentially tossed into liquid distortions. Um, it gets a little out there, uh, but basically it shows that you have these outer realms of experience, right? Yes. And you can never get too out there for me. So for the record. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so the outer realms of experience harmonize oh. as the energy drifts inwards towards our experience. Yikes. So this, this would be the lower verse energy comes yeah. in from their wants, don't want assumptions and expectations hits our layer of the universe. We do our thing. The energy more inward is a creation of our stillness. Okay. Um, and so that shows basically how we are, the water of time for denser creations in order for them to harmonize like see like the outer realms did a really good thing for us and gave mm -hmm. us a smooth environment to be created but now we're doing this thing oh, yeah like, yeah we're, we're very pacey and we're not creating a very harmonized no <laughs> denser creation and so like i mean when you talk about 5g i don't even really want to get too much into our like, technologies but when you talk about all the electromagnetic static you could say that we're tossing out into the into our field of energy we're making that even crazier that's kind of scary because we don't know um what it's going to do uh forward and backward as you say because once you once you're at a certain point the time is it's i i'm your omnipresent um in a way so when, if you're doing all this stuff now it can affect yeah i mean that's what quantum <laughs> entanglement shows basically is that like um I mean, I don't know if that's exactly what quantum entanglement shows, but it shows that energy travels faster than light. Right. And the way that I like to think of it is that it's more of like a sound wave propagating within this fifth dimensional view. Um, and so if, if, you know, this is like the few, let me, uh, let me go up a little bit here. Can you, can you see my screen still? Yes, we can see okay. it. Yeah. I so think like maybe it didn't it, click over, all the way over or something. Cause I didn't even <laughs> see it, but we see it now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is just our now moment like this, being represented by this magnifying lens. And so something that happens in the now basically creates effects in the past and creates effects in the future. If it's all just one field of energy, um, there's only one, it's, there's only one moment and it's the now, it's, you know, the greater now. That's very interesting. Uh, in priestessing, uh, priestessing training, we learned like when you're doing your healing of, you know, your inner child healing or your shadow work or your, you're healing things about you to become a better person. It it does that. It it goes out in butterfly effect, whatever people want to call it, uh, ripples outwards to other people, and it affects people as well. Yeah. But it also one interesting thing that you mentioned is my men, my spiritual mentor at the time had mentioned if you heal yourself, you're healing generations 
um, she would say like seven generations forward and seven generations back, but it's actually yeah. infinite. So um, it's interesting how some spiritual concepts tie into your model. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, that's like when it's so wild too, because when you when people like look out and they, you know, the ancestors are in the stars. Yeah, well, based on this view, the ancestors are in the stars, you know, and they're like mm -hmm. over their energy is coming inward towards us, overlapping with us. Our energy is the energy of the denser creations. Um, so yeah, we we definitely influence the next seven or more, I would say infinite generations. Right, right. I do a simple calculation, and I, I'm not gonna say it's like the answer by any by any means, um, in the liquid light state universe, but I get 700 million years. Like, so like our now moment can influence the next 700 million years. That's insane to uh, even think about. Because <laughs> I don't know if that's, you know, like that's just my theoretical model, right? I'm not saying that's- Right, that you're allowed to have theories. I mean, yeah. it's, yeah, he's he's not saying he knows everything. I know people will be like, how do you know, you know? Um, well, I mean, he does have some solid theories. Of, if you think that, so our, our human consciousness is made of delta through fast gamma and our delta wave if it's going to orbit at one hertz and you say it's in a black hole, so it's accelerating towards center at light speed while orbiting, it has a specific diameter. Um, it's the diameter associated with Schwarzschild rate, you know, of a black hole yes. um, with an orbit of one hertz. And so that has a radius. And if you think about our line of sight, as in like how many times humans take a picture with their brain in a second, and you multiply that times the speed of light, you realize that the light that you see within every conscious snapshot only goes a certain distance. And what's so fascinating is that those two numbers ended up being the same number. Wow. And so that's almost like the sphere of conscious perception is the delta wave. That's our biggest wave that exists within our creation. And then if you think about. You have a whole video about this too, um, guys. He, you have to go to his YouTube <laughs> um if you're if you want because he you did a video about the sphere on itself or yeah, by itself. I mean, I, i've done a few different ones at this yeah. point i don't even remember <laughs> but then i was just like i was thinking so then like that's the biggest wave that exists within our now moment is our delta wave of conscious experience but the fastest wave that we can see and experience is blue right just that's to keep so it really really simple is is the color blue it's so, so sad the, when you even see the diagram, like basic learning, you're, this is the color spectrum and this is what right. you can see, like you're blind. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, and it comes down to like, um, the future is somewhat in a, in a, in a scaled stretched waveform. Um, and so when you think about the stretching and crunching of space and you think about just relative time dilations, if you wanted to crunch the longest wave perceivable to the shortest wave perceivable, the amount of time dilation is like 700 million years. So that's why I was based just based off of like what our consciousness is actually interacting with and what we can physically observe with our eyes. There's a 700 million year kind of time dilation uh, based just based off frequency. And um, I'm not so it's like literally a 540 nanometer wave to, to one times 10 to the seven meter. So there's a big difference there is what I'm getting at. Um, yeah. It sounds yeah, so potentially, um, potentially we can influence 700 million years into the future, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, there are <laughs> spiritual concepts that say that too. Um, yeah. So it's interesting to find somebody that can put some numbers to it. We did have one more question. We have, um, so Logan Black says, so if we didn't create everything around us, what would be the alternative? Um, the golden spot maybe? Because... <laughs> we didn't add anything into like our existence you know 
Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, there's different layers. There's um, so you get to a point though where you're. That's why I say, like at the end of my book, I, I basically put this into a philosophical discussion called the shift in natural selection. Um, and at the end of it, I basically say that like we get to a point where society is so controlled and manipulated that our focus of mate selection has shifted from a natural state to one that's being more man-made and created. So like you can say that when people are first evolving, our instinctual drive was more towards someone who was a caring person, um, like a caring mother and a, a guy who could hunt really good. But nowadays our focus is more geared towards money and, and technological successes. And so the focus of mate selection has shifted to like a technological one. Um, and so because of that, you could say the natural genetics and like of being in tune with the earth are, are becoming distorted because our focus of mate selection has shifted. I'm not saying we wouldn't still live in an environment that we manipulate in order to create a more luxurious life. But when you get to a point where you're born into forced infrastructures, like every single person needs to go to school, every single person needs to make money. And then now all of a sudden people are literally walking around in a state of a Stanford prison guard experiment because they associate their IMs with a certain race or a monetary class or something of that nature, um, it becomes a problematic uh, and very limiting. And so it's not so much creating physical things like that. It's more creating structures that create mental slavery um, is, is more of the forced infrastructures that I'm talking about as far as creating things. So like right now, people look to the government for answers. Why would you ever look to the government for answers? That, that like like that's what people do. They they look to their teacher. They haven't been taught to look within, um, and so that's it's just, I'm kind of rambling, but that's kind of what it ends up getting at. Is like if people didn't focus so much on other people's creations, they would be more confident. And so it comes down to not being able to be controlled, to having more of a free life, less anxiety. Um, and so I mean, what would people create? They'd probably still create things. I mean, I still. I still draw, I still do stuff, but I don't try to put people into forced infrastructures and I don't try to make as much money as possible off of every person I meet. Yeah. I'm, I'm here to help everyone grow as a team. Um, that, my, that's my goal is for everyone to grow, you know, not for me to grow and keep other people down. That's and that's what we should all want. I feel like we should want that for each other and yeah. it'll benefit more than just us as we know, uh, 700 million <laughs> or billion <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, like, um, I guess, like, just kind of keep rambling on that a little bit more. It's like, what would we create? Well, we our creation should be more focused on long lasting type of loving um, thought. You could say like movements as opposed to like motions based off of fear and insecurity. Like the whole military industrial complex is based off of fear and insecurity. Um Right. And so that's literally what we spend most of our money on, where if all that money went into creating a sustainable environment or like compassion towards others, we the world would be a little bit different. So it had, that, that's kind of more what I'm meaning. That and that a lot of people feel that, that, you know, we're putting money in the wrong areas when. Yeah, I mean, that's all my taxpayer dollars. I'm, I, I'm mm -hmm. not I don't want to pay that so you can go build weapons. Like, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> that's not what I gave you money for. Yeah, exactly. It's it's such a complicated issue that we feel like we're out of control of and 
it's something that we're feeding into because by existing almost. So well, yeah, we're born into fractals of delusion, right? Like I was born into Cape Town, South Africa during the apartheid revolution. Um, and so we moved to the United States where people could be free. Right. And so everybody's born into these different fractals of delusion and whether or not they know it, they're somewhat forced to do things, whether or not they, they realize it or not. Um, and you know, there's not, it's, it's impossible to actually li live on earth almost and like, because you have to pay for water now. Oh yes. <laughs> like, so it's, it's wild. You literally like imagine an extraterrestrial coming to the planet and then saying, I'd like water. And then someone's saying, Oh yeah, here now give me $2. Five ninety nine. <laughs> yeah. You, you want, you're going to charge me for water. I mean, there this was time. the case where, uh, the one craft landed in the field and asked for water and then gave some pancakes back. So <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, well, that, case. It's a real case. <laughs> that's what it's. That's what it more means. Like the the human condition. Like this is the human experience, and this is the earth. We should. We're we're born in a paradise. Heaven already exists on earth, and through our distortions and and wants and don't wants, we've literally kind of created this this very distorted reality where you literally have to pay for water. Um, yeah. You can't just walk in over and pick fruit from your tree in your front yard and. We, we live in a very like man-made world. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, I, I hear people saying like, there's certain places you're not allowed to collect rainwater and it's I just, you know. I can't collect rainwater at my, in Florida here, oh, in my, wow. my county. It's illegal. It is illegal for me to collect water in a bucket when it rains. Yeah. You better keep your buckets inside. <laughs> you know, but yeah, that's like <laughs> the, the laws people have made or they're so crazy. And so that like they literally control all the pacing motions of our lives. They're, they're yes. spirals of delusion that man have created. Mm -hmm. And this could be like a whole nother hour guys. And, and I'm curious <laughs> about your 5g thought. So we're going to have to have a part two with Alexi because he's got a lot more to tell us. And we have a lot more questions for you. For but sure. I, yeah, we're um, just started. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll, we'll have you on again. Um, <laughs> maybe like in the fall because I'm moving. So I'm going to get everything situated and then I'll have all my yeah. part two people come on and come up with better questions and finish your books and all that stuff. <laughs> so Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much where it's at. The, the meditation lesson, I'm, you know, I've been learning different lessons and stuff. You like have that. a couple meditation um, tutorials on your YouTube, they're just, right? Yeah. They're kind of silly. They're more just like um, readings from the book. So they're basically like if you because the book's kind of like the whole thing's very theoretical and very like um, thought provoking, you could say. And so that makes a really good meditation exercise if you just kind of sit and listen to a section of the book. So I, I have 10 minute long readings on my YouTube um, that are just great for like short meditations, basically. Well, that's good. People listen to, you know, audio books all the time to relax. Yeah. So why not listen to something and learn about um parallel existences and other dimensions <laughs> yeah and then i have each book read word for word um but those videos are about like six or eight months old so if, if someone's looking for one of those they might need to scroll through the youtube so like eight months ago and then they'll have the entire book read word for word yeah that's then that's another yeah. cool thing is you sell the books but you also make them so accessible um on your youtube channel so yeah so that I think that's great because, you know, people have to make livings, of course, but I think that it's cool that you're offering it to people and they don't even have to read. They just have to listen. So yeah. if you want to learn, love, be lazy, relax. <laughs> I'd love to make this my full time thing. But like at the same time, um, somewhat some part of you could say the requirement of being able to receive the information is that it needs to be out there for free for everyone. 
Okay. And I've you heard know, that, that from other people too, that get, um, information. It's the so. requirement, you know, and I, I basically, the, my books, um, are written word for word, how I hear it. I write the entire book in two days and I, and I don't really do any corrections or anything like that. Um, and so all the graphics, all the drawings, everything comes in, in the very powerful vision. And these books that were accompanied with shooting stars, meaning like after I finished writing it, it's like literally go outside, look up and you can see the craft. So I just say like, what the hell, why not to take one right. step out my front door, look up and I just see a shooting star shoot off. So that was for the crystal of time, which was written at 221, uh, February 21st of 2021. And then, um, the physics of love came 12, 22, 21. And that one also had a shooting star with it. Wow. So very, um, synchronistic events for me, like to the point where it's just like, wow you know? Yes. The sy synchronicity is another one we could talk about all night. Um, Kat says she likes, I like him explaining books. He helps me see what he's saying. Yes. Um, you're, you're able to make this for anybody for technical people. They can just read it. And, but if you're visual, then you have the diagrams. If you just want to like relax because it, you don't want to hold anything and read, you want to, you just want to close your eyes and have the visualization off the words. He has the recordings. So, um, it's very accessible knowledge to everybody and it's very interesting so alexi i'm going to start wrapping it up do you have any closing thoughts are you going to be anywhere next um i mean i'm all, all i'm all over the place yeah <laughs> work on a few different projects um but what i was going to say is just to go off of i mean check out luciuslabs.com i have links to all the podcasts and everything i've done there mm -hmm. but as that, far as that like, links also in the description guys so um yeah I have as far as like um them. helping with the book i also have videos of me walking through the book uh, as well. And each one of those is like a 25 minute video where I go step by step through each book individually. So I have like the books read word for word. I have me walking through the books. Um, yeah, I'll, it's all there. So. Well, thank you so much for your time um, and make sure you follow him. His YouTube channel is great. He's got all those resources there, but I do have his Lucius Labs in the description and I'll add your social media. You're just on Twitter, right? Or on your, are you on Instagram as well? I'm on Instagram, Lucius underscore labs. Uh, just okay. like, yeah, just split it into two words. Okay. Um, and then, uh, Facebook I'm on it. There is like skate case, but also Alex Novitsky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you gotta check out his skateboards. They're freaking ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're pretty sweet. I have like a electric skateboard. Um, that's been, that's been He's just going to have to show, show and tell. Yeah, no, I have to show now. Uh, basically, this, so this is a skateboard, right? It's the only one in the world that you can open up. And so for this one, since I've been doing a lot of traveling and giving lectures on innovation and creativity, I turned them into a cartoon character that goes on adventures promoting innovation, creativity, and sustainability. And so this is actually his board game where you start on the earth and you end on the moon. Inside this board comes, you know, his coloring book um, with like, all that other stuff. And so this is the Ollie world board game. Oh, nice. also like the electric model. Um, yeah. That's the skate case thing for sure. That's a lot well, of fun. It's been well, on. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, it was right next to Neil Armstrong's return module, which was actually pretty cool. That is really cool. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah. That's that's, I was looking at the coloring pages the other day too. So um, <laughs> yeah, cause he has those on the website too. You don't even have to like, he has some of them on there. You can just print out if you want to color. <laughs> Yeah, for well, sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's links to all that stuff at Lucius. Oh, of course. Yeah, just sure. go check out his website. I'll add his social media stuff. And thanks to everybody listening now, later. Um, 
past, present, future, all that good stuff. And thanks, Alexi. Hang out for a minute and have a good night, everyone, or day, wherever you're listening.